0: Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. In this episode of the Spicy Money series, I get to talk with my friend Alex Purseglove about religion and money. And just like with the sex and money episode, it's not in the way that you might be thinking. We're not talking about Bible verses or debating the merits of different faith traditions. Instead, we're really talking about trust, about self-trust, about where and how it gets broken and how to start listening to yourself, your highest self, heal that self-trust relationship and build the life and the business of your dreams and we go through so many different uh, facets of that together and I can't wait for you to hear and the next episode I'll put a teaser in for this I'm gonna talk about how these first two episodes really um, coalesce together that sex and money and religion and money they're all pointing towards the same inner relationship And we can draw so much um, from each conversation when we tie it all together. So I can't wait for you to listen, and I can't wait to hear what you think after you do. Enjoy this conversation. Hi, everyone. This is another uh, part of my Connection Squared series. And today I have such a special guest. We are um, kind of sisters in... uh, oh, I don't know how you would say that, but we've been kind of running around in the same circle for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. Like we have so many uh, connections, like one degree separated in so many ways. Um, And we just recently got to connect and get to know each other better. And it's been so amazing to get to know you better, Alex. So this is Alex Purseglove. And I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us who you
1: are. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way, Hannah. I've really enjoyed us deepening our connection and getting to know each other better. So as you said, I'm Alex Persglove. I am a business coach for visionary and spiritual women. And so essentially, I help women entrepreneurs and small business owners make quantum leaps forward, create wildly successful results in business by becoming unapologetic in who they are and learning how to live in faith and trust over fear. Oh, faith
0: and trust over fear. Um, that is where we're going today. Um, so one of my uh, favorite topics. <laughs> yes, yes, and okay. So I want to preface this a little bit because, um, money and faith and trust don't always play nicely. Um, in mm-hmm. our in our minds and our hearts, right? A lot of times, um, you know, from my side of the coin, being a wealth advisor and helping people through those like deep money stories um, that keep them blocked from moving forward in their business. You know, what you work with people on is that self-trust piece. And I would love for you to kind of expand on your journey that you took um, to get there for yourself, because um, like I mentioned in the intro for this podcast, we're going to touch on religion and money um, and all of the dinner table topics that you're not supposed to talk about, right? Because Mm -hmm. they really matter. They really tie in very deeply um, to how we show up in the world, how we show up for ourselves, how we show up for our businesses, how we show up for our families. Um, And it's really in understanding, becoming aware in my, in my view, being aware of what we're, what we're thinking and feeling and why and mm-hmm. then, you know, making a conscious choice rather than running our running our programming, you know, mm-hmm. just completely unconsciously. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your story um, in that regard.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. And the interesting thing about mentioning how religion and money, and these are topics we don't talk about over dinner or at parties. To me, the reason we don't talk about them is because so much judgment can come up when we talk about these topics. And so when people act and operate in judgment, it makes the conversation tense or uncomfortable and, you know, can end up causing arguments or fights, right? That's why we're not supposed to talk about it. And yet learning how to remove judgment and step into acceptance and trust, which I believe the opposite of judgment really is trust. W- learning how to live that way and how to practice that more in my life, certainly not perfect at it, always growing in it, and learning how to implement that into my life absolutely transformed my life and my business. So, going into just my story a little bit and why I'm passionate about this conversation today, is that a couple years ago, I was running my business. Um, my background before my business was working in the film industry, freelance film industry in LA, and then nonprofit. So a little bit of a different background, and I had no experience in running a business, but I'd fallen in love with coaching. I fell in love with the personal development industry. Uh, Years and years ago, I was introduced to Jack Canfield, who wrote The Success Principles and the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And I went to Jack's conference, fell in love with personal growth, and I started building up my business. But really, the first few years, I was learning a lot about coaching and success principles. I wasn't learning a ton about how to actually be a powerful business owner. Mm -hmm. So I reached this point several years ago where I knew I was passionate about this topic. And I knew that I wanted to be a coach. And I knew I felt so pulled towards this future, towards this dream, and towards this work. And yet, I didn't know how to really make it a thriving business. And so I can look back now and see that at the time, I was working so hard. I was trying so many things. I was doing a lot of study on my own and trying to implement things, but I couldn't see what I couldn't see. And so I couldn't see that I was actually being blocked with so much fear, always second guessing myself. I was a huge self-doubter, a huge self-criticizer, a huge people pleaser. Um, so a uh, People pleaser, bit of a control freak, and also had a very Type A, high achieving pers- um, high achieving personality, and so I was just constantly criticizing myself and doubting myself and always shooting on myself <laughs> that I should be better, I should be further along, I should, you know, be more powerful in sales, I should have more clients, whatever you know it was attached to, and so I was struggling so much to actually thrive in my business, and so I reached this point where. I came to a crossroads of saying, okay, I'm either going all in for this or I'm not because, you know, I, at the time had gotten married, my husband was going back to school. um, And so I knew that I just really needed to, to pull the trigger and either make it work, go all in for it or find something else. Mm -hmm. And so I made sort of this, you could say crazy decision to, Let go of about 60% of my business that wasn't aligned with me. I was also doing event consulting at the time. And so I let go of the event consulting business, again, 60% of my revenue, and decided to invest six figures working with an incredibly successful coach who could really teach me how to build a successful and thriving business. And so it was not money I had sitting in my bank account by any means. But when I came to make the decision, it was one of those moments in my life where I felt so inspired to do it. I felt so pulled to it, so drawn to it. And Mm -hmm. yet there was all this fear. And at the time, you know, I I had a lot of fears around money and thought, Oh my gosh, this, I mean, I'm spending probably triple than what I spent in college to make this investment, you know? And, and yeah, it just was not, not the normal decision. Um, And I was also at the exact same time just exploring my faith and what I felt really called to do. And, and was this, you know, the vision that God had given me and, and there was just a lot of fear and uncertainty, but when it came down to it, I felt so inspired to take this path. I knew I wanted it. And so I decided to choose my desire and I decided to choose to trust myself and to trust my intuition and to bet on myself. And I'm so glad I made that decision because it just completely changed my life. I ended up working with this coach for a year, got introduced to other amazing mentors and communities, and, and it really took me on this journey of not only learning the strategies and tactics for building a powerful business, because there was certainly all of that, and the biggest piece was really learning more about how to trust myself and how to remove the fear, how to move through the money blocks, the limiting beliefs, and to really shift how I was seeing myself and to see myself as valuable, worthy, already good enough to see myself at this higher level, to see the value that I could bring to the table that I was struggling so much to see because of all the doubt and second guessing. And so I really went on this path of learning how to remove judgment from my life, judging myself, judging other people, um, and how to turn that into really trusting in my highest self. So when I say highest self, my definition of that is the me that is fully connected to God living without fear. And so I learned how to trust in God and myself and to learn how to lead into the unknown and into faith. And it just completely changed everything. I mean, in a little over a year, I 10X my business growth, Um, started working with a lot more aligned clients. I got so much more clarity in what I was all about, my messaging. And it also just completely impacted my personal life. My husband and I deepened in intimacy and connection. Um, It set me up to have a great relationship with my daughter, uh, who's 18 months to date. And and it really just opened the doors to such deeper spirituality and faith and personal fulfillment. So it was life-changing. Oh, so, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to share a little bit because it's,
0: it is surprising. And then it's not just like how similar we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to, I want to share that because it's like people need to see, people need to, um to see us being, you know, owning that side of ourselves, that it was freaking terrifying to invest six figures in yourself and to let go of pieces of your business that that you knew were not aligned um, that you're right. Like 60% is a huge chunk, right? Like the yeah. the mind wants to say, how are you going to replace that? Oh, mm-hmm. not only are you not going to replace that, you're actually going to spend, you know, a grad school amount of money, um, like high end grad school amount of money on, mm-hmm. you know, personal development and figuring, figuring things out in a different way. And I wanted to really open that up because the fear you mentioned it, but I know for me, the fear when I did something very similar, when I launched, I left um, the firm that I had worked for. I was launching X squared wealth planning, um, my first business. And that was, you know, I was letting go. I was letting go of that like very stable salary that was, mm-hmm. you know, like, like really um, bleeding my soul dry. <laughs> like I had to go, it was, you know, it was that same, that same like flashpoint of, I had to, I had, I had to make a big shift. I knew that I needed to, um, you know, follow my higher self guidance, um, even at that time. And it's become so much more refined. I like to Mm -hmm. share that when, uh, when I was getting out of the situation I was in, it was so misaligned for me that it's like, um, she, my higher self was like screaming, it's like she mm-hmm. had to, she had to like yell in order for me to listen mm-hmm. and follow. Like right. And it's just like, yeah. you, you have to go, you can't stay here. Um, and then, oh, oh, so you mean I need to go interview at other firms? To- no, no, stop. That. You're not
1: getting it yet. It's this right. way. Yeah. Over <laughs> yeah.
0: here, over here, over here. Yeah, You can do this. You can do this. Um, but yeah, stepping out in faith was, you know, faith that I knew that I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it didn't make perfect sense, even when there wasn't a perfect roadmap of, okay, here's going to be your revenue, um, right from the start. i like, all right, no, I'm, I'm trusting. I'm trusting in the relationships that I've built. Um, and I just like that, that deep inner knowing of this is what I'm supposed to be doing in the world. And here's how I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and Over time, over these last couple of years, like I have made big investments in myself as well. And every like they felt terrifying, like heat, hot. I feel hot and I get those flashes. You know, I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. um, like you're gonna, you're gonna go through this barrier, this, this fear barrier that, you know, before when it's come up, you've stopped. Right. And you've, you've allowed the fear to be like, oh, no, that's a wall of fire. I'm not going through. And so it was really pushing through the fear for me um, and seeing that on the other side. Oh, okay. It's okay. We're good. Mm-hmm. You know, like experiencing that over and over again um, because the more we, we do that when it's a, from a place of like deep knowing, mm-hmm. right. When it's, when you know, like you, when you said, you know, like, I felt really inspired that yeah. that was the trigger. Like for me too, it was like this, I can't explain to you why in all the words, but I know from my deepest sense of knowing that this is the right path. Yeah. That this need. is the
1: desire. That's just pulling me. I I find it. I can look back now and see, because I couldn't always tell. I had a mm-hmm. lot of fear to sort through, but it's that pulling. And for me, it's, Yeah. I tend to want to talk myself out of what my higher self is guiding me towards. Whereas with if fear's guiding me towards it, then I try to talk myself into it. Mm, and, interesting, yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> like I'll get pulled to something, then the fear will come up and say, "Oh, but wait, all these things could go wrong." And then if it's not in alignment, it's more like I know it. I'm trying to the fear's trying to talk me into it. It's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not being pulled to that. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I think it's when like you a have a tractor that- beam, huh? You're like, <laughs> yeah. like I can't not. Yes, yes. Your highest self is that like it's it's drawing you forward. Mm-hmm into it. I love that. I love that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I just, I, I wanted to open that conversation a little bit because I, I think a lot of us don't talk about, you know, when we, when we invest heavily in ourselves mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. push our businesses forward. Um, You know, a lot of people want the mentorship that's, you know, I want free mentorship. I want to like join. And some of those resources are perfect for the time and the place where they're at. Sure. Um, And when you know, you know, Right. When Mm -hmm. you, when someone like, that was it for me too. Like when mentors were placed like right in front of my path that I was like, oh, that's, that's right. You know, Mm -hmm. because I, I I meet coaches all the time. I meet mentors all the time. I go to different things. I learn, I'm constantly learning um, because that's just part of who I am as well. And so, you know, there could be 40 coaches like in a room around me and they're, you know, there's one, Right. That I'm like, like drawn to. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, um, it was learning to trust myself in that way as well. Um, that I, you know, my higher self does know and she does guide me toward the things that are right for me.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's such a great exercise too when you're investing in yourself of allowing you to trust what you're guided towards. And then also it, it helps you cultivate deeper. Owning of your value, because when you're willing to make an investment in yourself, when you're willing to invest in your dream, you're also sending yourself the message, this is worth it to me, Mm -hmm. right? I'm willing to put this huge investment in it because I'm so behind myself and my vision. Right, You're valuing yourself when you're making that big investment. And so that that was a huge part of my journey as well. Not only what the investment brought me by working with my coach, but even just making the investment in and of itself was an exercise in self-trust and, and owning my worth because I realized, oh, I'm a woman who's willing to say, yeah, I'm worth every bit of this. My dream is worth every bit of this. The impact I want to make is worth every bit of this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's go there a little bit with the, um, oh gosh, I love the way that you talk about, um, I love the way you talk about quantum leaping that also Mm -hmm. like really resonates with me. Um, as well, I've, I've read through, uh, Price Pritchett's books and like, Mm -hmm. they're just right. They're like 30 pages long and I can only read like one little one at a time. And then I'm like, okay, I have to put (laughs) this down and like absorb, Yes, Um, download it all. (laughs) <laughs> right. And so those are uh U Squared is one, one of Price Purchase books. And the other one is quantum leap strategy, I think. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I love how you talk about quantum leaping in business and trusting yourself. And um I want to hear more. Again, let's go back to religion. Um, mm-hmm. and and how we start life, you know, for those of us who start in a religious household. Um, and I really have that like sense of shame and guilt, Mm -hmm. like from the beginning, I know for me and for a lot of other um, people that I know that have like shifted around religion or been unsure about, you know, their upbringing or like questioning their own self-worth in a lot of ways, a lot of it does come back down to that, you know, am I surprised? supposed to hate myself? Am Mm -hmm. I supposed to not trust myself at all? Like, how do I do that? How do we square those early inset beliefs Mm -hmm. of, you know, the, the, the one that I want to call out is, is like original sin, Um, you know, and that we are born separate and apart Mm -hmm. from God, that we are born already, you know, on the back foot that we have to, that we have to, you know, remove things from ourselves in order to be good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and my understanding that was, that was my upbringing too, is just non-denominational Christian church, um, kind of baptist leaning, Protestant leaning, you know, those, those kind of areas. Um, we had a rock band, um, you know, that, all of that, lots of music, um, and a lot of, honestly, it, it, you know, when I look back at it, a lot of judgment, lot of judgment of what is other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, that was for me when I, when I was in college, really um, it was that judgment of what's other that like, if you're not in this club, then sorry, you're going to hell. So I hope you can, you know, get yourself over back to the side, which, you know, the way you describe it when you're talking online is, you know, what is hell it's separation. It's permanent separation from the source of source of pure love Mm -hmm. yeah. separation from unconditional love is what that truly is Mm -hmm. um and the more that i dove into that for myself you know it really for a while it turned me off of all religion you know my pretty much all of my 20s and the early part of my 30s i was like Mm -hmm. no i'm this is not for me because Mm -hmm. i love i love people yeah. And and I don't, I don't want to be a part of something that's saying this entire group of people is bad and wrong. Cause I don't believe that in yeah. any way, shape or form. And that was, that was kind of the basis for me. Um, and then as I've evolved through my thirties, you know, it's really come into this space of like, Oh, divine love is divine love. Like mm-hmm. God is love. When we say, when we hear God is love, that's what it is. Like, yeah. that's what it means. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. For yep. me, you know, that that's what I connect to so deeply is that mm-hmm. space of unconditional love for all humanity, seeing the love in you, like seeing it shine out of you, seeing it shine out of people that I don't know, you know, people that I'm mad at for, you know, I mean, like when we can connect to that divine love, no matter what, we can then move forward in the world from that place. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's, I went on for a little bit, but that's, no, that was that's kind okay. of like my space. I So mm-hmm. I love the conversation that you have opened up online about this too. Um, mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about your views? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, I can relate to a lot of your story. And I think that's even how we first started talking more deeply was relating over, you know, some of our background experiences. And, you know, I'll say I, I grew up influenced by multiple different faith-based communities, all within Christianity. But, um, I, I grew up Lutheran and went to Lutheran camp. And then I also was part of different youth groups and churches of all different kinds of denominations. And I'll say that I had some really beautiful experiences growing up in faith. So not every community that I was in had as much of the guilt, shame or judgment or, um, know that you were born with original sin or born bad and then i also was part of some that definitely did subscribe you know to that belief system and so i did pick up at an early age this fear of being wrong or fear of getting it wrong and it's interesting to me because i look back at when i was a kid and i never actually believed in the idea of hell and how it was explained to me that you know if you didn't believe in jesus you were wrong you got it wrong in this life and you're going to hell and it was just something that i could never wrap my mind around i could never understand how that was in god's character because god was all powerful and all knowing and and you know people that i loved that didn't believe in jesus i thought if i don't want them you know to go to hell how could how could god want that for them and and i'd have these conversations and people would explain it to me and explain that i was wrong um but it just i still couldn't wrap my mind around it but as i got older this is due to certain communities I grew up in um, and family belief systems and just ways I was raised and and bullying I experienced in school as a kid that all supported me having a fear of being wrong and Mm -hmm. fearing that if I was wrong, I wasn't going to be worthy or accepted or loved. And then in terms of spirituality, I didn't believe in some of the things that were being taught to me. But at the same time, I was afraid of not believing in them because if I was wrong, well, then God might send me to hell and then I'd be separate from God for all of eternity. And what a horrible punishment, you know, when you care about connecting deeply to God, but you have this deep fear of God turning his back on you, separating from you, not being approved of and God being disappointed in you. I mean, that was just terrifying to me. And so I ended up spending so much of my early adult life with this fear of exploring what I actually believe, talking about what I believe, owning who I really am, owning my value, because I was so afraid of being wrong, or being a disappointment. And so, you know, I mentioned at the beginning that I was struggling with that in business as well, because it, it showed up everywhere. I mean, how you do anything is how you do everything. So in business, I was so afraid of what if I wasn't Living in my calling, what if I wasn't getting it right? What if this decision didn't work out the way I thought it would? You know, what if I don't get the result I want? And fear of what people think of me, because I was fear fearing being judged. And so I realized that I just had such this a a strong tendency for making myself wrong and second guessing myself. And so when I did this um, work with my coach and started this deep personal growth journey. I finally gave myself permission to put it all on the table and to say, okay, I'm going to step back from all these different influences in my life and say, what do I actually believe? What if I go studying God and God's character? And what if I study different spiritualities? Like what if I study Christianity and other religions and see what other people have to say and and go inward and start to cultivate real trust in myself and trust in my intuition, my knowing, And when I allowed myself to do that, I just gained so much more clarity around what I actually believe. And I, I came to see that the pathway to really connecting with God isn't through trying to get it right, because I'm sure you've experienced it. I've experienced it. Other people have experienced it. When you're just trying to get it right, you're trying not to disappoint someone. You're trying not to be wrong. You're not actually feeling deep connection with them. Mm -hmm. You're not actually feeling approval, you know, approval and love. It doesn't say well, I accept you as long as you get it right. As long as you don't screw up, you know, true unconditional divine love says all of you is welcome here. Says All of you is welcome. You're not meant to be perfect. We have a right to make mistakes. You know, you're meant to learn and to grow. If we never made mistakes, we wouldn't grow. And so when I came to really embrace that truth, it just opened up the doors for me to start experiencing my life and my business without all the guilt and shame and fear and doubt and worry. And it just opened the doors for more experimenting and trying things on and seeing what works and what doesn't. And it allowed me to step into owning my value in such a deeper way because I was finally able to put to bed that fear that I was born wrong, that I wasn't good enough, not worthy. And again, I want to be clear. I continue to grow in this. I still uncover places where I'm operating in that belief system. So when I say Mm -hmm. I put it to bed, what I mean is I no longer subscribe to it or believed in it. And I finally came to own the truth, which is that I was born to be a success. It's my birthright to be happy, to be in ease and joy and flow, and to allow opportunity to flow into my life and to create for my highest self and and that I'm already good enough. And when you live in that truth, I found it creates such a deeper connection to God and to living as, as who you were really made to be.
0: Oh. Yes. Yeah. And so what I'm, what I'm really hearing and gleaning, um, from you there is that that sense of that's how you own your value by understanding that you're not wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's, that's the, that's the foundational piece Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not like, one of the things that I kind of go back to, and there's a piece of, I don't want to say frustration with it, but a, a little like more, it was frustrating when I first heard it and now it's not, but anything that is created in fear has to be revisited, mm-hmm. you know? So anything we create in fear in our business, eventually will have to clean up. Mm-hmm. There will be cleanup. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard that, you know, I was like moving through a lot of fear. I was like, this is scary and I'm taking the step and it's scary and I'm taking the step. And so when I first heard that, I was like, Oh, okay. So this is just all wrong. i just have to redo all of it. Um, yeah. and, and that's not, that's not the truth either, but there is, there is, I think a lot of truth in that space of, you know, if our cornerstone is I am wrong and I have to, you know, present the the very best version of myself all of the time lest i be mm-hmm. judged as not good enough for what i'm doing right i think that's the place where a lot of us come from come out of like the corporate world or you know whatever it's you know this is especially for entrepreneurs because when we when we put ourselves forward as like i am you know i am the person right you're working with me you're hiring me when you pay this business you're paying me, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so much more ownership. And so we have to, we have to bring all of ourselves to the yes. table. And if we're, if we're constantly building from that place of, oh gosh, I'm just not good enough. I, you know, I hope they don't, I hope they don't see the cracks in the facade, all of that. Right. Like that's where that right, right, that fear, that cornerstone of fear that even when, when that gets taken away, mm-hmm. um, I would say. Harkening back to, you know, what you said of like letting go part of your business, right? I mean, for me, that's, that's also with clients who don't align with my, you know, who I truly am here to serve, you know, like the people that came on in the beginning that maybe aren't the right fit anymore, right? Like that's, that's a place where that doesn't mean if you built something in fear that you have to burn it to the ground.
1: Right. Right. And I think there's a really key difference here that's important to understand between making mistakes and being wrong. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. So
1: making mistakes is, oh, I did something that's not serving my vision. Right. Or that's not serving how I desire to show up in the world and making a mistake doesn't make you wrong for making it or bad or unworthy, or you should have known better. Right. That should have is always a clear sign of judgment. There's some kind of way you're judging yourself if you're in a should. So even, you know, I took on the clients that now they're no longer aligned. I, I realize they're not um, just aligned with where I'm going. And so there's two ways to look at that. You can look at it and say, oh, okay, I, I made a mistake. I brought on clients that weren't in alignment. I'm sure there was some kind of fear influencing that choice. So now there's some cleanup. Now I need to look at, you know, the conversations to let go of those clients and who knows what that could bring up around revenue and you've got to clean that up. And it's when we add judgment to it, when we add the, you should have known better, you shouldn't have brought on these clients. Oh, well, look, now you're going to have to pick up your revenue. You know, and uh, if you were further along in business or a better leader, you might've known better. It's all that judgment that makes it so hard, that makes it more of a grind that creates overwhelm, creates stress. And so the pathway to experiencing a lot more of that ease and the joy is just to remove the judgment from it. And to own being unapologetic about the fact that you're in the arena, that you're going for it, that you're pursuing your dream and that you're living life. Because again, we weren't designed to be perfect. If we were meant to be born perfect, we would have come out walking, right? And talking already. I know as mom of an 18 month old, you know, she's fallen a ton (laughs) learning how to walk, right? And so it's how she learns. It's how she grows. We're meant to make mistakes. So instead of beating yourself up for them, you know, the the most powerful approach to put your highest self in the driver's seat is to go looking for the learning in the mistakes, the gifts in them and to own, you know, I have a right to make mistakes. I'm willing to make mistakes Mm -hmm. because I'm willing to be in the arena.
0: A little nod to Brene Brown
1: there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I in was thinking Teddy arena. Roosevelt,
0: but yeah, uh, Teddy Ro- Yeah, she got it from <laughs> yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. So
1: <laughs> But I yes. do love Renee too. So yeah, yes. to nod to both of them.
0: <laughs> all all the way around. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. when you're in the arena and not taking a, not taking advice from those who are not there,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's usually coming from judgment.
0: Yeah. And we can even think of that in our in our own inner selves. I, I like to um I like to say like the micro and the macro, right? Like everything, you know, we can like boil it down, um, that even in our own inner arena, like we can think of that in, um, a bigger sense of like, who's outside of you, if it's family or friends or coworkers or whoever colleagues who are saying things, but they're not you. All right. Well, that's one thing, but what do you say to yourself in your own inner arena? And what are, who are, you know, who's sitting up there when you're completely alone. Mm-hmm. Who are you mm-hmm. still listening to? Um, yeah. And what are those, yeah. w- where are those messages coming from? Um,
1: yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I personally think now, of course, everyone has their own experiences and upbringings, but I do think just in general, as a society, we are, we are taught judgment and wrongmaking and apologizing. I think especially women, too, were taught often to be very apologetic and to be very sensitive, right, to how other people feel and to not upset anyone. And so there's, of course, something to be said for apologies and in, in certain circumstances and places. And my husband and I have actually been playing around with this a lot this past year as I continue to lean into unapologetic living and, and guiding others in that and growing in that for myself you know i had a conversation with my husband and talked to him about looking at it in even the subtle places so not even just with you know the big mistakes in business but you know i said before how you do anything how you do everything and so looking even at these little places where we apologize for things so often in our lives that when you really stop and think about it are almost silly to apologize for. I mean, you know, bumping into someone taking up space, right? If I went into the grocery store the other day and I was just standing there looking at something and someone turned a corner came right up, you know, against me and that, Oh, I'm so sorry. And I thought you're apologizing for walking. You're right, apologizing for, for taking up store. space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Adam and I, my husband and I have talked about this and, um, You know, even not that long ago, we had this experience where he accidentally shut the garage door on my car when the gate was open. He didn't, he was coming around the corner, didn't realize I had the garage door up. And so he shut it on my car and he came in just apologizing profusely. And I looked at him and said, honey, you're not supposed to be perfect. Like, what are you apologizing for? We don't, we don't practice judgment in this house. So you, you have nothing to be sorry for. And I think, Hannah, that's the next level of practicing living in compassion and trust is not even being willing to accept apologies, but recognizing when there's nothing to forgive. Like, there's nothing to forgive for making a mistake and accidentally shutting the garage door, you know, on the car. You're not meant to be perfect. And when I said that to him, just even the look on his face, it was like, oh, that's right. We're not practicing judgment and disappointment. It was actually this beautiful little moment where, you know, we just got to say, okay, so what do we do? How do we fix the car? Like, what's next? And we were able to move so much more quickly into the solutions and into fixing it than if I sat there and just chastised him and been all upset, you know, that he dinged the car and him feeling bad. And, you know, those little patterns just show up in all these different places where we don't even realize that we're in judgment because we're apologizing, making ourselves wrong for things that we're so used to being apologetic for. So anyway, I share all that to say it, it can be a really powerful exploration to explore all the different areas of your life and saying, like, where am I actually apologizing for things in a way that's just making me wrong or judging myself and, and getting in the way of me actually feeling good about me and owning my value and saying, oh, wait, I have this right to make mistakes. And, and when I do that, I'm going to move into solutions so much more quickly.
0: Mm. Yes, that's... I. I love this. I love this um, train of thought because I catch myself when like my um, instinct is to say, I'm so sorry, or I apologize. Mm. And it's not, um, I love that nuance that you put on that of it's, you know, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing to forgive. Right. And for me, there's a space of responsibility versus apology versus- Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, again, yeah. Like making yourself small for having made a mistake versus, Ooh, yeah, I can see how that happened. Let's, let's work together. Like I can see, I can see where my, my space was in this thing that didn't turn out quite right. Like, all right, Mm -hmm. look, look at that. And then here's how we go forward. Um, so it's responsibility rather than, rather than castrating yourself in, in apology. Yeah. Like we're we're taught to do, like, it's like we're expected, um, as as, in society, but especially as women for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought the responsibility piece in because that's so important too. And there's a difference between saying I'm not enjoying how I showed up (laughs) or I'm not enjoying the fact that I was late. Um, or I want to fix the fact that I'm, you know, broken an agreement or that, you know, this happened or, you know, I want to learn how to not close the garage door on the car, (laughs) not keep repeating it is one thing. And you don't have to make yourself wrong at the same time.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have had a nice long conversation. So I want to make sure, um, we leave a little bit of time for you to tell us what's coming up next. What, what is on your heart to share, um, with everyone and how can they find you online. I know you're all over um but yeah, what's your favorite way to interact with people and what do you want to share?
1: Yeah, thanks Hannah. So, I'm really excited about this year and what's coming up and you know, I I work with people privately. I'm also hosting a couple of retreats this year for women entrepreneurs that really want to step into greater embodiment of owning their value and owning their leadership, you know, elevating into a higher role, showing up more powerfully in sales, in their business, and in their personal lives as well. So everything that I do has a very holistic approach in looking at how you're showing up in every aspect of your life and your business so that you are showing up with greater trust and um, confidence and and also seeing yourself at a higher level and seeing yourself you know as the person who is powerfully creating the results that you want So um anyway, I'd love to connect with anyone who is interested in what we talked about today who's you know a visionary person spiritual who wants to to keep growing and to really, continue elevating into higher levels. And if there's anything, even just about this conversation and spirituality and what you're exploring, I mean, I just love connecting with people. So happy to talk about my coaching and retreats. I'm also just happy to have conversations. Uh, so I love connecting with people through Instagram. I'm at Alex Persglove, Um, or you can always find me through my website, alexpersglove.com. It's pretty easy. Just put in my name. <laughs> it's a unique name Yeah. Purse with no E. Purse glove. Yes. <laughs> right. Purse glove, no E in the middle.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here. I loved this conversation and I truly can't wait to have you back um, on the mm. podcast. I know we're going to, we're going to have some more conversations um, with more yeah. friends. Uh am uh, excited for that
1: too. Right.
0: Um, and just to keep exploring this space of really trusting yourself and trusting in you know, your own innate knowing of you and your relationship to yourself and to divinity and whatever that looks like for you, that spirituality piece that mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't talk about in business. And I think you embody the blend of it just so beautifully. Um,
1: so mm. thank you. Thank you, Hannah. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So everyone go check out Alex on her website, on Instagram. Um, and like she said, if anything sparked um, anything in you, like leave a comment also, like we want to hear about it. This discussion um, is not just for us right now, but it's to open a wider conversation Um in general. And so that's what we're doing here at Expansive CEO too, is just expanding, expanding the horizons of what it means um, to be prosperous, to understand money and how it moves through the world and how it moves through and and can create beautiful, beautiful change. Um, So yeah. Thanks everyone. We'll see you soon. Thanks that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you. Email me at hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at expansiveceo.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at expansiveceo.com and at xsquaredwealthplanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, wealthplanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough, you are enough, and your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive.